have a human anatomy based project um, with Melissa here. Uh, it's called Anatomical Hearts, and she's also working on one called the Anatomical Project. So welcome to our spaces, Melissa. Um, Thank you. you. If you could uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, your art background, the inspiration for your project, and um, what made you decide to bridge over from just hearts into other uh, organs in the body, like the liver, kidneys, and brain? Uh, sure. So I guess I'll start with, um, I didn't go to school for art. I, uh, I'm actually a mechanical engineer and uh, did that for a number of years, really, really enjoyed that. Um, but our daughter was born seven years ago, and she was born with um, congenital heart defect, so CHD, and she also has a rare genetic disorder. So um, among other, you know, medical complexities. So at that point, I stayed home with her, and um, at 11 days old, she had to have open heart surgery. She had to have another open heart surgery at one year old. And then when she was two years old and she's had a number of other things, but, um, in, during that medical journey, I, I decided to draw anatomical hearts as a way to cope. It, art has always been something I love, but, um, I, you know, I, I went and I did something, you know, I did engineering. So I was like, okay, I don't know if I can do art as a career, which is, you know, silly of me upon reflection, uh, upon reflecting upon that. But I'm, I was really excited to get back into it. And it really helped me uh, just process everything I was going through. And um, so I've been doing, you know, um, I, I made a coloring book earlier this year with my anatomical hearts. Um, but I heard, I heard about, um, crypto kitties in 2018 had no idea that you could just have art with it. Like I thought, always thought it was going to be a game. And then I heard about people in what April. And I was like, wait, what, what did he do? You know, kind of thing. And I was like, well, let me just learn about this space. And I, I didn't know what would come of it. And um, I I ended up, um, our daughter had major hip surgery in July. So I didn't actually get into the space until like August 31st. I, I looked up the date I, I launched my, my hearts. So um, I actually took those hearts that I talked about um, earlier about how I, I would try to cope with all of her medical, um, you know, all of that medical <laughs> things that she was going through. And I put those on as my first collection. So my first collection was just called anatomical hearts. It was a hundred hearts that I drew over the past number of years. I added color to them, and um, I think by mid-September, I sold out that collection, and it was amazing. I had I had no I had no idea what to expect from the space, and I was I was really excited about that. And you know, I was I was talking with a lot of people, and they're like, "This is really cool. Have you thought about the brain and all of this?" And I, I to be honest, I I had thought about it, but I. I had no idea where this was going to go. And I was like talking with my husband, Ryan, and we're like, maybe, maybe I need to do a whole series, a whole project of these. So, um, I, 
in mid-October, I expanded um, into another collection, a, a different collection because I didn't have the foresight to put it all in one because I was learning about this. And it's called The Anatomical Project. And um, my idea is to create um, NFTs for each body part, uh, organ, whatever you want to say, just kind of go with what people are asking for. So right now I am working on livers, lungs, kidneys, and brains, and I plan on drawing or having, um, a hundred NFTs of each of those. And I've just been toying around with the idea of, you know, adding in a little bit more mix to that. So maybe, um, I got some feedback from, my discord of people saying maybe eyes or DNA or spines and things like that. But, um, that's kind of how this whole thing evolved into where I am today. So the most important question that I think I could ask you is how, how's your daughter doing today? Is she doing better than she was when uh, she was first born? Yes, she's doing better. Um, her heart, she just had um, an echo about a month ago, and her heart's really stable, which is great. She has um, non-native valves, and those, as you grow, because she was really little when they were put in, um, they sometimes don't grow, you know, with you, and they get they stay small while your, your heart grows bigger, or they might stiffen up. Um, and as of right now, they're still working, they're, they're very flexible and they're still like appropriately sized for her heart. So that's really good. Um, I will say she had major hip surgery. I think, uh, I told you in July and that's been, she's seven right now. And so I don't know if you want me to go into it, but I will. So she was, she had a, a pelvic and femoral osteotomy, which if you look it up, it's, it's hard for me to process ortho stuff. It's so brute force compared to other things that it's, it's hard to totally take that in as a parent. Um, but she was in a spica cast for eight weeks. So I don't know who knows what a spica cast is, but if you look it up, it's a, a cast from her armpits to her ankles. So she had that for eight weeks and, um, we, you know, it, it was, she's 45 pounds and opinionated and a seven-year-old who wants to walk and can't. So the, the good thing is in the last few weeks, she just started walking again. So we're, she's really happy. She was, you know, we have our walker in the house and she's doing really well. So her heart's stable and she's walking again. And we're, we're really excited to be here at this point with her right now. That's fantastic news. That's great to hear. Um, Thank I'm you. Very glad. So somebody that is relatively new in the NFT space, how did you go about getting the word out about your project to make it sell out so fast? Um. So, yeah, I, I will say I opened a Twitter, I don't know, years ago, and I had no followers. And I kind of fished around on Facebook and no one... No one knew what I was talking about when I asked about NFTs and all that. So I was like, well, I'm just, I'm just going to do this on my own. So, um, it was 
kind of crazy. The I think a, a few days into in from my first launch, Gary V posted like, "Hey, any artists who haven't sold anything, please, you know, drop a link below." And he he didn't pick mine, but like I told my story in like you know a sentence or two, showed him my art, and I got like ten sales that night, which is I that just blew my mind. And then um, another project called um, Bull Market Girlfriends, I was following them and my husband chatted with them. They ended up sharing my story in like a six to eight part tweet. Uh, and, and their community just bought them all. I mean, it was, it was in 90 NFTs in 30 minutes or an hour. It was just it was, it was amazing. And it, I, I just want to say this NFT community, I've been on, you know, Instagram or Facebook or all these other places. And I just felt like I never fit in. And then I came on Twitter and discord and NFTs. And this is like, I just want to like hug everyone I meet. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I, I really can't believe the amount of support and, you know, <laughs> when you're on this is just as an artist, when you're on like Instagram, people are like, Hey, can you, can you do my logo for me? I'm like, I, I, I really don't want to do, I can't do that. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then the NFT space, people are just either really excited about you or if someone doesn't like my art, you know, I get, if you don't like livers and you don't want to collect that, I get that. That's okay. But people don't like tell me that, that they don't like my livers. They just don't collect it. And that's fine. And I also had a, a a random person make me a Discord. Like I I had no experience, and it, the community just showed up and expects, just wants to help each other. He, I was like, what? I'm like, I don't even know, I don't even know Discord, and I don't even know. Do I pay you? Can I give you some NFTs? Like I was like, I don't know what to do. But he's like, no, don't worry about it. Just, just, I just want to get it out there for you. And I was like, that's that amazing. That kind gentleman is in the audience too. Oh, are you, Dad Cipher? Oh, yeah. Are you here? Yep, hey. Dad Cipher is there. <laughs> we've got we've got some great friends in the audience today. It's pretty remarkable how supportive um, the NFT community is, as opposed to any other community I've ever seen with anything. I it's, I mean, I I feel like I I stepped into a different dimension when I talked to artists in the NFT space because everybody nobody's cutthroat. Nobody wants to uh, see anybody fail, and it's it's really remarkable. Like when when I first got into the NFT space, I didn't know anything, and uh, I'm a very honest person with people. When I don't know something, I ask questions, and I expected to get blowback from people like you would on other social media platforms, and people tell you that you're stupid get the F out of here. I don't want to talk to you. And no, people just sit there and they talk to you and they try to coach you along. And uh, I wouldn't say that I'm the most knowledgeable person with NFTs, but I sure have, sure as hell learned a lot in a short period of time just by talking to people. Yeah, it's been amazing. I, and I don't know if anyone's an expert, but there's a lot of people that are happy to share what they know and it, it propels you along. I, I, it's really been an amazing three months. It feels like it's been years, but it's been amazing. So you came out with a coloring book as well, as far as your hearts go. And it's, 
uh, being sold on Amazon. I see it on your link tree. Mm -hmm. uh, did, did the coloring book come out prior to you making NFTs? Was the NFTs uh, an afterthought? Uh, it was, it came out after, but it wasn't an afterthought. So I, I ended up self-publishing that on Amazon and I, um, I think I heard about NFTs in April, March, April, right, right around then. And I knew I could get out the coloring book by, you know, I had all the art done. So I knew I could get the coloring book done in a, in a certain amount of time, but I knew NFTs would take more attention and just preparing for my daughter's surgery. I was like, I, I can't, I can't divide my attention on something so new. So during that time, I, I knew I was, I don't even know, some of the stuff you can see that I minted it a while ago, way before September, maybe even June, I minted it. Um, but I knew I didn't want to, you know, when I give something, I want to give it to my all. And I knew it was going to be a steep learning curve. And it really was, but I'm, I'm, I, they came out separately, but then my mind, those gap, that time gap is so, you know, small, but, um, yeah. So what made you decide on doing a hundred pieces? Is it the sheer amount of time that it takes to make these being hand drawn or is it just, uh, you weren't certain if you were going to be able to sell a hundred? What was the thought process behind that? I, I wanted, I had been watching, you know, different collections come out and I, I, I wasn't sure. And I, I don't know if there's a right answer with all of that for me, but my, my thought process is I, I didn't think of wanting to do a big, you know, 10,000 piece project. I wanted to do something where, so it's a hundred pieces, but I kept them all at 0 0.05 ETH. And I wanted, I really wanted people that liked the art, but also maybe had medical journeys to be able to, you know, uh, collect my hearts. And I, I've done that with everything. I feel like it's a, it feels like something I can manage a uh, hundred pieces. It feels like a good price point and it, to get into one of these pieces. And I, I guess I didn't really, you know, now, you know, 500 pieces might not seem that much to me, but hundred felt like a good, a good push for me, but not, but not crazy. So it, it was a bit arbitrary, but I, I mulled it over for a while, but maybe I would have changed things if I knew more, but I didn't. So I, I like the hundred. Um, I'm not going to add to it anymore because, you know, I committed to that hundred and that's why I'm doing, you know, these other collections um, to support other people's medical journeys or things they like and things like that. I see some of the proceeds that you get from your NFT sales, they go into uh, charitable donations. And uh, the one that you talk about on your website is Children's Wisconsin. Um, can you talk about that a little bit and why yeah. that is so important to you? Um, so, uh, so when it comes to the charitable giving, I've been doing um, a drop uh, once a week on Sundays for eight pieces. And one of those pieces, either a by nine price, or they've been to auctions lately. So I've been doing an auction once a week. Um, 
and to see how much money we can raise. And uh, four weeks ago, I started a collab with Ethereum Towers where whoever wins that one auction piece um, also gets a zero ETH whitelist for their project. And um, then whatever whoever was the winning bid, we donate that um, those proceeds to Children's Hospital. So we've been we've been doing that as a collab for this was just our fourth week. I actually wrote down this number. So so far in four weeks, so four pieces of art has we've been able to raise um, and donate sixty six hundred dollars to Children's Hospital, um, which is you know just amazing. Something I couldn't have done without the NFT community. It's been amazing. Um, and then Children's Hospital of Wisconsin, we're we're just outside Milwaukee. So my daughter gets most of her care right here. And um, she, her open heart surgeries, I mean, she's, uh, this is, this is them. She went into, right, Ryan, you want to, I don't know. Yeah, sure. So you want to, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not a problem. And our daughter's third open heart surgery. So she, um, it was two weeks after her second birthday um, going into it. It was a very involved surgery. So um, the surgery we knew would last probably 10 to 12 hours. They had to do a couple major, major repairs and essentially replumb her heart. And sadly, coming off the operating room table, she went into ventricular fibrillation, essentially cardiac arrest. And this was right after they had just closed up her chest. So figure newly closed little two-year-old chest needing chest compressions, And they were actually had begun clearing the OR to transport her out. So they had to get the defibrillator back. She had to be defibrillated. Um, And then they had to reopen her chest, calling the emergency cath lab team from their homes to come in and do some exploratory things. Um, And they saved her life. So just a lot of trauma on a little body, had a real rough time taking it. And they literally saved her life. And so Children's Wisconsin is a a really near and dear place to our hearts. We are very involved there in multiple ways. And um, Melissa really wanted to commit to to supporting them in as big a way as possible. And she mentioned that collaboration. That's one of the amazing things about this NFT space as well as the collaborative environment. Ethereum Towers is a really neat project we're very active in. And we asked them if they would consider collaborating and they said, heck yeah. And um, are willing to drop one of their NFTs with, with Melissa's every week for these auctions. And it's just, it's just gone incredibly well. So yeah, that, that, that is a, that is a heart surgery that is forever etched into our minds. And really after that experience, goodness, we, we couldn't, I mean, you couldn't talk about it for months without, without crying. You, you just couldn't, it was impossible. So very, um, like I say, very near and dear place to our hearts. Thanks for stepping up. I, I you got I, it, buddy. <laughs> I figured you'd be able to handle that one better than me today. So thanks. <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm asking any questions that are making me. No, no you're, don't. You're good. So yeah. a little bit of context too. We had a, um, I know Melissa. We have a lot of joy going on with a, our, our daughter uh, regaining some of her ability to walk, but we also had a pretty difficult orthopedic appointment yesterday 
where the hip surgery wasn't really as successful as we were hoping for. And so we have a 3D CT set up for next week to go in and see what's going on. She really can't bend her hip past maybe 30 degrees. And so going on, we're going on many, many months of um, a seven-year-old having some big-time mobility issues and to find out kind of where we're at right now is a little challenging um, with Adair's rare genetics. Everything is, people just don't know. She's one of 30 known people in the world with her genetic disorder. And so nobody, you know, there's different, there's different things about kids with her stuff and people with her stuff. And so it's uh, every surgery is a bit of a, there's plenty of unknowns and you, you go the best you can and you make decisions that you can and surgeons do the best they can. And, And this one is, proving to be a little bit more challenging. So that's, we're, it's been a weird 20, 24 to 48 hours or so. It us. has been, so yeah. The it, emotions but, are a little, a little, um, a little right there, a little on the surface. Usually I can talk about the stories, but today I was like, can you just hop on? Cause I have a yeah. feeling that if we yeah. talk about this, which is fine, I feel like I just need reinforcements. So that, yeah. Well, teamwork makes the dream work. Um, For sure. <laughs> We have uh, we have Dustin here as a co-host, and we uh, it's it's very important. Um, I think when we talk about charitable organizations and doing charity work, and uh, Chronic Cats here, his wife is also doing charity work for children with uh, pediatric cancer, and uh, they're trying to do um, they're trying to get involved with you know uh, funding donations for children with pediatric cancer, um, specifically. Because uh, a large portion of the donations that people donate to the American Cancer Society or any other type of uh, cancer uh, programs and charities, only 4% gets uh, distributed down into pediatric cancer. So they're trying to bring more awareness to that. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys want to get in contact with each other. Maybe you guys could try to do something together. Children, but um, I I don't know if, Dustin, if you want to talk about it briefly, uh, feel free. Yeah, it's pretty much at the nail on the head. Uh, you know, my wife had a friend whose daughter passed away um, very young uh, from cancer, and it, it, it affected our whole family in a, in a way that we really didn't, we were able to come back from, and to find out that, you know, only 4% of all cancer research donations go to children's cancers, you know, that's that's where we're wanting to try and step in and change the percentage, because you could donate money. But that's still only just a small dent whenever they're only getting four percent. So, yeah, that's that's amazing. I would love to. I'll, I wrote down your name. Maybe we can have a discussion later. Maybe we can we can figure out something to do together if you want. So, yeah, most definitely. All right. So let's try to get away from some sad stuff and uh, talk about talk about some happy stuff and NFTs here for a minute. So when when you draw your um. When you draw your hearts, do you draw them from different angles? Um, and also, um, have you considered maybe doing uh, zoomed-in portions where you focus in on strictly like the aorta or different types of ventricles? Uh, I try to do, you know, the front view of it. All my stuff's 2D, so I, I, I really haven't explored anything 3D or anything from different sides. And I will honestly say I've never thought about doing a zoomed in version. I will say um, my hope 
is, so right now I have the hearts, the anatomical project, and that's doing other body parts. Um, this is a big project, but I, I want to do a CHG um, NFT project, so congenital heart defect project, and I want to be able to show before and after surgeries, you know, before, you know, with the actual defect of the heart, and then after kind of showing where um, things are replaced or there's, you know, sutures and things like that. So it, it's not what you were asking, but I, that's, I've never thought about zooming in. So I like that idea. I feel like I need to, someone else mentioned something the other day. I was like, that's a good idea too. I need to think about these things. So, um, So, um, I came onto your discord the other day just to kind of, I guess I was snooping around a little bit cause you know, <laughs> kind, of, kind of something that I have to do in order to get all these questions and stuff ready. So, uh, how many new friends have you actually met from doing this project? Like people that you wouldn't have necessarily met without going into making your art project? Uh, I'd probably say it's, oh my goodness. I've probably made a good, like good friends. I talk about, talk with a lot, probably 30 people, but I've met so many more than that, like hundreds of people. You know what I'm saying? It's been absolutely amazing. Um, I had no friends in this space. And then all of a sudden I have a whole new group of friends that are right here it's it's been crazy so my, my discord's pretty small i think there's maybe a hundred or so people in there but um it, it's it's me and my husband that run the discord and then i have two mods so we we keep it pretty chill and then um yeah so it's probably somewhere in there yeah i think i saw on there the other day somebody said hey i'm getting home from work at this time uh if you want to have a couple drinks on zoom let me know and I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, you, you actually develop, like, nice friendships and stuff with each other. And uh, yeah, who would have thought? Yeah. I've uh, sent some people, you know, stickers and things like that and, you know, connect in real life. And you get to hear about their stories. You hear about their kids and what they're doing today. And it's you actually get to know people, not just, you know, pop into a Discord and say, I don't even know which, you know, hi, good morning, but you actually have a conversation in addition to just the, the initial good morning. So it's been cool. So you're selling, you're selling your hearts and your livers and kidneys. Is that being sold on the ETH blockchain? Yes, correct. What made you decide to use that rather than something like Solana or Polygon? I read, uh, I before I dive into something, I, I read a ton of, article. So it was, it was, uh, you know, reading articles and then lingering on Twitter and just kind of seeing what people were talking about. And between those two things, I just decided on Ethereum. Um, the hard thing is with my price point, I mean, sometimes gas is more than my actual piece. So it, it, it's a little, sticky in that situation hopefully that changes i've thought about other things um but i at this point my project is on there but i have been looking into more things recently just to see um what else is out there uh kind of relearning new you know 
chains again and things like that to try and understand what would what would support my um, my projects best. I think that's a little bit of a hardship that some artists um, kind of step into with the ETH blockchain. Um, when you're trying to sell something at an affordable price and then somebody goes to buy it and then they see that they're paying three times as much for gas, I think that could be a hindrance. But on the other hand, you get a lot more exposure when you're on ETH. So I think it's kind of you have to weigh out the options to see what's actually the best for your personal project. For sure. I, I've actually been thinking exactly that. And I, I know I really like my livers and kidneys, but they don't just sell out because not everyone wants that. But I think when I find the right person, they're, they're going to be like, yeah, I, I want that. That's what I've been told, you know, things like that. But it is a hard, um, gas is just so expensive that I don't, I get it. <laughs> I don't blame people. I'm like, I get it. It's the same amount. So, do you think um, in the near future we're gonna have NFTs? I don't know if "incorporate" is a good word. If we're gonna see NFTs being used in the medical industry, maybe as far as like medical records go, or um, I don't know, maybe maybe having. Mm -hmm. Is that somebody a CAT scan put into an NFT version? So I I've thought about this. I've never talked to anyone about this. I just I I don't. It's a really interesting thing to do. I'll, I'll tell you a funny. It's I guess it's not a funny story. I don't know if this is a funny story. So we got our our daughter's medical records when she was like two years old, and it was. I don't even know. I think we, we had to get, I think they burned us a CD even back then. I don't even know what they did, but we looked at the number of pages and the number of pages and we calculated how, how many reams of paper it was. I don't remember how many reams, but I think it was about as tall as me. And I'm like five, five feet, five, five feet, five inches tall. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much information. And if something happened to that information, you know, I, I wanted my own copy but I've thought about that for medical records. Like it would, in my mind, be a safeguard against, you know, possible loss, looking back at records. I don't understand how privacy could be, um, how, how you guard against privacy with that kind of stuff. Cause in my mind, it's all public. Um, but I have thought about, now this is, this is a personal project I've thought about for my daughter. So my daughter has had 15 surgeries. Um, and my plan is at some point to, um, draw her surgeries, every surgery she's had done, maybe with a before and after and put it in her own wallet, um, and put the date and put the, what the surgery was so that she can have that as, uh, you know, a memory doesn't feel like the right word, but you know, something to remember those dates by. And also, um, in my mind, if she goes to the doctor, she's 16, you know, like, or maybe 18, right. She's like, when did I have that surgery? And she can go look it up in her wallet and be like, Oh, it was, you know, 2000 
16 that I had XYZ surgery and she can write it down really quick without, you know, bringing along documents or calling me or whatever that comes to. But I, privacy is the one thing. And I I know what I just said is kind of giving away information, but I don't know how many people would be looking for it. I don't know if I'd want x-rays on, you know, the blockchain, but, um, and maybe I don't understand it totally, but that's kind of my personal goal within the next year to do something like that for her. Yeah. HIPAA laws would definitely be a, uh, a big obstacle as far as that goes. I guess they would have to make a privatized, um, blockchain specific to medical systems in order well, to do that with, I don't even, Dustin would know. It's actually a lot easier than what you think. So everyone knows about a reveal for an NFT. You can actually specify uh, an NFT reveal between two parties. So the only the doctor and the patient has access to that metadata. It's very plausible. Wow. I didn't know that. That's amazing. That, that would be such a neat thing to have. I mean, when you wouldn't want it for everything, but some of those big things that you want to mark would be really cool. Yeah, that's... Go ahead, I'm sorry. I was going to say, yeah, that's that's definitely something I'm, I'm interested in. Could I give you a hand with as well, so... I I would love that. I got to figure out what I want to do, but that's... I had no idea. So that's something... You learn something new every day, it feels like. Yeah, so that's like that's the part I was saying where none of us are experts. We all learn from each other because I didn't know either. I, I just kind of spitball ideas sometimes and throw them out, but Dustin is more of the uh, technical guy here when it comes to stuff like that. So thank you, Dustin. I appreciate that. No Have you done any other art outside of your your two projects that you're doing um, maybe prior to you doing the hearts or anything like that? It's all been, I don't know what you want to say, kind of I've dabbled in a lot of different things, you know, uh, different sketches different paintings acrylics things like that um i sew i mean you know different things like that i've made quilts in the past um it's been mostly i really like ink and paper it's always been my my preferred way and i it's always been something that has been hard to translate into you know it's not a big you know canvas that has a ton of uh, acrylics on it. So doing this with um, NFTs has, I feel like, been a good way to um, view my art compared to other avenues I've tried in the past. But I I can't say I have a huge portfolio before this, but um, if you saw my notebooks in college, I mean, there was, it was covered in drawings. I mean, just very similar to the style I'm doing now was just that that's what I've always done. What do you use? Do you use an iPad to draw? Uh, initially, I was doing just ink and paper. And now I, I do use an iPad Pro with uh, a pencil and then in Procreate. And I've I played around with a few other things, but I, I like Procreate the best. And then I um, guess I put it into Adobe Illustrator and I make it into a vector and then I add color on my computer. So that's, that's been my process. I, my, all of my skills have been, you know, self-taught, you know, nothing formal. So it's, 
maybe I'm not doing the most optimal way, but it's the process I've been using for a number of years. Have you fallen down a rabbit hole like some of us and started collecting NFTs yourself and gotten a little bit out of control with it? Yes. That's oh, a yeah. hard yes. 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 We, 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 I, uh, I started collecting a lot and then I ran out of, we try to keep our personal and my, my business separate. So I ran out of ETH. We both kind of allocated our own amount of ETH and Brian was like, I want to get into this too. And then he got like the same amount and now we're like, Oh my goodness, this is a really, really bad habit. So I've been trying to, it's, it's also really difficult to draw create NFTs and collect art. So I've kind of backed away from collecting, but um, I bought a few the other day and I was like, this is, this is so dangerous. It's hard to be in this space and not do that. Yeah. It's that old, uh, that old saying, don't get high on your own supply. Right. That's kind of like <laughs> NFTs do. <For> sure. <laughs> so, so Ryan, do you, do you also create NFTs? No way. I am not the creative one. I uh, I love everything Melissa does. I love supporting art in general. For me, this space has been about community. Um, we've been, because of our daughter's uh, health concerns, <clears throat> we've essentially been on lockdown since February of 2020 due to the global pandemic. And realistically, every viral season for her entire life, we have behaved very similar to how we're behaving now. So we were sanitizing before it was cool. We were wiping down surfaces before it was cool. Um, er, very early on, we discovered that our daughter, <clears throat> if she were to get sick, she gets sick much longer than other people do, you know, like three, three times as long. And because of one of her heart surgeries, the nerve that controls her left vocal cord is paralyzed. That nerve was severed when her vocal cord is paralyzed in the open position. And if you don't know, fun fact, your vocal cords protect your airway when you swallow. And so when somebody is creating a lot of secretions, you know, like when they're sick, it becomes really hard to manage your airway and not aspirate. And so we had enough experiences with a, with a two-year-old, you know, type age where you're giving a milliliter of water at a time and meals take two hours because you're giving small bites a milliliter of water at a time. So we've been playing it safe every viral season since and so this nft space though has given us community like ramped up community as you guys were talking earlier it that's been huge and so i'm the one who spends a lot of money um i guess you could say and i get to meet just incredible people uh, a lot of whom are here listening to uh to this space so that's that. That's been my role. Just spending the money. <laughs> that's all right. You gotta spend it somewhere, right? You might as well spend it and make some friends. That's right. So, um, the NFT space is, I would say, male dominated. Um, I don't really know if that's even the right way to say it, but. Um, have you seen more of an emergence of women artists lately in the NFT space? Because I know I have. I I definitely uh, have seen so many women. I you know I come from an engineering background. I'd be in a, a lecture hall, and there'd be one other you know 
friend in there that's a female and all rest male. And I noticed, you know, going into this space that it felt like a lot of men, which doesn't really bother me, but it was just something, you know, you, you think about. And then I feel like recently more in the last month or two, I've seen just so many women led projects, women groups, you know, people, females, like just supporting each other. It's been, uh, it's been really cool. Well, there are a lot of men there's, it's been neat to see, you know, room at the table for both. And I, um, and it's just been really neat to see, to see, um, it ramping up. I feel like it's, you know, traditional kind of techie stuff. I feel like this is just spitballing. I feel like the numbers, the percentage of women is higher in this space than it is in other, maybe, you know, engineering or STEM type things. It's been neat to see. Yeah. The one, the one area where I really want to see NFTs starting get, to get tapped into is I, I really want to see more children getting into it. Um, there's not really a lot of little kids that I see doing this. And I don't know if it's because of uh, the price point as far as what it takes to get into it um, with gas prices and maybe initial minting and maybe parents just think it's easier to give their kid a cell phone or a tablet and let them do their thing. But I would really like to see in the near future that we get like elementary school kids involved in this and, and kids in high school. And uh, I think that's the next frontier. And that's really what's going to make this blow up once we start getting children into this and uh Kids are, you know, at the holidays, they want to have uh, the newest version of whatever software it is so they could create an NFT. I think that's super important. Um, and I think it all starts with education. I really think we need to develop an educational platform in order to make this easier for people to understand. I I totally agree. I, I was on a Twitter space and I think he said he was like, 14 or 16 and I was like that's so cool but how much how much initiative did does that kid have to have to be able to figure out how to go to exchange figure out a wallet you know hey mom and dad can I have some money to go do this can I you know discord and twitter and I'm like that's awesome and this community I mean people can access it but you 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 don't really know anyone. So you kind of have to stumble through until you figure it out to at least get on the right footing. And I, um, I, I wonder if that's, you know, part of the, the stumbling block is maybe the kids that want to do it or maybe would do it. The parents don't even know how to get to that point yet. Or, or you know, the other, uh, Ryan, Ryan had, a. a friend, a co not a coworker, but someone he works with. He's like, my son is, you know, 17. He got this ENS drop, uh, whatever. Oh, yeah. Is this legit? And it's like, yeah, it is. Your kid's not just, and we've had a few parents come to us like, oh yeah, my kids are doing this, but I don't know what they're doing. You know, it's, a, it's an interesting mix. Yeah. I think a big problem too with, um, with children getting into it and why we need education in it. There's so many, there's so many scammers, like people trying to put dusted tokens in your wallets and just doing really like, excuse my language, but doing really shitty things to people. And uh, it's, it's not cool. And I think they would really 
take advantage of children because a kid would say, oh, look, I got a, a free NFT in my wallet and look at how cool this is. And they connect. And the next thing you know, like all the money and hard earned part of work that they put in is completely wiped out of their wallet because someone has to be uh, a lousy human being. So I think I think the education has to come first and foremost. I mean, myself, um, if I get a little bit scammed or something like that, it's not going to affect me. But that could completely kill a kid's morale even want to continue in the space. So that's why I always stress education. I think it's super, super important. For sure. My my daughter uh, is seven and she's like, talks to grandma about NFTs and how we're doing NFTs, this and that. And I'm like, oh man, <laughs> we have to have funny conversations with adults about her telling them about what we're doing. I was like, they can just like, you know, tell some people maybe not maybe not grandma because i don't know if she'll get this so if anybody has any questions for ryan or melissa and you or you want to come up top here and just say hi or talk to them about anything feel free to raise your hand or if you're in the speaker box already just yell out um if not i'm going to just keep on continuing with a few more questions um Let's see here. If if you could give anybody that's new in NFTs a little bit of advice on how to get started and maybe a mistake that you made that you could prevent them from making, what would it be? Um, my I, I would say just just buy your first NFT. Find something a small project, low cost ETH, and just pull off the bandaid and do it. You learn so much by it. Also, just just do that. Um, and probably my my worst mistake was a one ETH mistake. I listed something. It was a curio card. And I I have two of them. I listed one, and I mislisted it by one ETH, which was crazy. And um, yep. a bot got it. So um, my advice is when you list anything. Make sure you're not distracted and you know you know what you're putting in before you do it. So that's that's probably my biggest my biggest regret. I can't believe you admitted it in a public format. I, I thought we were I never know, going to speak of that. <laughs> I feel it, it's I'm a learning opportunity for I'm everyone. It was it was really it was it was confusing with the two curio cards. I don't know what happened, but um yeah, everyone can be disappointed in me. It's okay. Um, I can I can own that mistake. Well, don't worry. We're recording this, so we'll put that on the back. <laughs> Perfect. It was yeah. I've I've made some good moves, but that's that was I don't even know when that was, but that was that was really hard to um, swallow. So, yeah. Hey, uh, one life. You have a question. Thanks, uh, or <clears throat> Dave. Excuse me. I apologize. Uh, not a question, but just want to say, awesome, awesome, awesome testimony. Um, thank you for being on this platform to share your guys's journey and the grit and the, pers the perseverance that you guys have had. Uh, truly, truly remarkable story. One quick thought, and you know, just because I, I, I looked at your Twitter and looked at some of your uh, NFTs, and I mean they're gorgeous. They're beautiful. Have you ever thought about um, asking that 
hospital in Wisconsin or any other children's hospital to as as you know their early adoption of NFTs and digital art and everything of that nature uh, to showcase that as like art in their hospital. Um, I think it'd be very unique in a way also for you to be able to give back. Um, so thank you. That's, um, really appreciated the sharing your journey. I like doing it, but I, it, it feels really nice to hear that from other people. It's not always the easiest thing. So, um, when it comes to, well, I'll tell you two things about children's hospital. So we've been, um, trying to get them to get a, uh, a crypto wallet so I can do donations, um, for them and just transfer the ETH. Um, but I've been converting it like immediately and donating it. So we're, we're trying to get them. You spoke to, um, a little bit about early adoption. We're trying to get them early adopters. Cause I think a lot of charities are beginning to do that, but it'd be um, pretty cool if they were on the cutting edge and, I have not really thought about um, displaying my art in the hospital. We've, um, I did work with, uh, we have, it's called the Herma Heart Center. Um, it's where my daughter goes for heart care and it's inside Children's Hospital. It's all part of that. And they use um, my art for some of their PowerPoint slides, but I've never thought about, you know, displaying it in their building. And maybe, maybe that's something I need to say, Hey, I, I'd like to donate that, or where would you like to put it? And what would that look like? So I, I like that idea. I'm definitely going to write it down. Cause I, I'd like yeah, we're trying chat to chat on that. That's, that's a, that's a really good idea. And I think it's, it's a way to make it tangible and real to them. It's really hard. Um, we spent a lot of time trying to explain NFTs and educate um, a lot of people there that really have no concept for what the heck any of us are doing in this space. And thankfully, we've seen a lot more famous household people, names, brands get in so you can reference those things and make it more tangible for them. But uh, Melissa, that that's a that's a neat thing that you and I should talk about and present to the foundation. That'd be a neat, a neat way to um, to make this real for them. And be a reminder for them to get their dang crypto wallet set up. <laughs> I wonder, just spitballing it, I wonder if we could do something with each auction that I've done with the ones that I've donated with the the charity auction for them. Ooh. Never mind. I don't know if that makes sense. I know. It so it'd be like 22 images. We have, we're doing a charity auction with Ethereum Towers and it's 22 images. And I'm wondering if each one could be Maybe we can talk to them about that because that would be a cool way at the end of that to kind of cap off that as an exciting thing at the very end. I mean, your pieces are just colorful and they're, they're, they're beautiful. And, it, and uh, I just think about my kids, right, and going into hospitals and things of that nature. And I mean, it'd be easier to show, hey, that's a heart, that's a hip, that's a lung. That's eyes. That's that's as a form of art. Then try to you know dump it into my four year old's brain or two year old's brain of you know this is what it looks like or this is the procedure that's going to happen and vice versa. I mean, I, I really believe because I, I I moved to Houston three years ago from Kansas City and Children's Mercies there, right? Huge kids, uh, pediatric um, hospital, 
and it's all colorful and all of that stuff. So that's what immediately I started thinking of. Um, I think it'd be an awesome, awesome asset. So thanks again for being here, sharing your journey and uh, really, really, really appreciate your story. Thank you. Thank you very much for coming up and helping with those ideas. I love that. Great idea. Anyone else want to come up and talk? Feel free to raise your hand. Oh, what's up here? We have space. So, Melissa, here's here's a question for you. It's kind of a maybe it's an oddball question. If you could take a time machine back twenty years, and your current day self said to yourself twenty years ago that people are going to be selling pictures of parts and pixelated crypto punks on the blockchain for x number of dollars and people are making a living doing this what would you say to yourself um i would probably not understand and probably would be pretty skeptical um of everything i said if it was 10 years ago I feel, or maybe even like, say it was seven years ago. I, I feel like I've, since my daughter was born, this is going to sound kind of weird. Um, I've become more curious and I've become more open to different things. So like there's been, you know, you know, weird happenings and I was curious about them and I deep dove and I, we're, our families for the better because of it. And I will say, as I've gotten older, I've become more curious. And I, I think my, you know, you know, I, I'm, I'm, am I 36? I think I'm 36. Um, <laughs> you know, when I was, <laughs> you know, when I was 20, I probably would have been like, I, I don't get this, but maybe, maybe in, like when I was like 30, I would have been like, I could see it. I, I can see it. I, I don't understand it, but I, um, definitely could see it. It's, um, I feel like for a while, all this digital art didn't really have a good space for it. Um, you know, you could use it as advertisements, but just art for art was on a digital platform wasn't there. And I've been, wondering what to do with, you know, my art besides printing it. And this is just like the light bulb idea that you can have it on a, you know, a screen, you can see it on your computer and things like that. And that's just, it, it's been really neat to see. Yeah. If I could take a time machine back 20 years and my present day self told myself 20 years ago that I just bought a chronic cat for $4,000, I would probably punch myself in the face. But for sure, <laughs> that's just probably like how I would react because it it just like it makes a lot of sense now. But even like a year and a half ago, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, I didn't really see the value in stuff like this. But, you know, there certainly is value in it um, for sure. And um, down the line, I think it's going to be in the same realm as physical tangible art that we could touch and uh, there's certain companies now that they're kind of making that happen right now like token frame um you could basically use a wi-fi setup and anything that you have on your blockchain and your nft wallet you could project on the wall in your house in an actual picture frame and it could rotate into all different types of nfts that you have so 
I, I think we're really going somewhere with this. And uh, I'm super excited for how things are you know, going to progress. Um, we're getting close to the end here. Um, you know, I just wanted to thank you guys for coming here. Um, if anybody wants to come up and say anything to Melissa or Ryan before we wrap it up, um, we'll let you up in the box if you want to talk to them. Um, feel free to come on up. Um, I just really want to say that you guys, um, you really made my night. I have a lot of respect for two people that, you know, dedicated their entire life and taking care of this little girl. And, uh, you know, your little kid's a warrior, but both of you are as well. And, uh, you know, I give you both a lot of respect for what you do. Um, persevering, having strong will and, uh, big hearts. And, uh, you really made my night tonight. So I just want to thank you guys. Thank you so much for having us on too. It's um, without you, this platform, we we couldn't share our story. So thank you so much. It's been a really cool. It's been cool to meet new friends. I mean, it's crazy that you know I can get on a Twitter space with you. Something that I didn't even know how to do a month ago, and we can chat, and we can. I can see friends in the audience. I can see people uh, that I've never seen before, and it's it's. The community is amazing. So thank you for thank you again for giving us this uh, your time. Thank you for all of this. This is amazing. Thank you so much for coming out, guys. Um, I really had a great time talking to you, and uh, wish you the best of luck for you and your girl. And uh, yeah, thanks again. Thank you. And, uh, happy holidays as well. We're getting close to that time of year. We are. Same to we you. Are. Thank you. All right, guys. Well. Uh, I'm I'm turning into an old man, so I'm gonna get ready to go to sleep. Totally fair. <laughs> hey everybody, well, thank you very much for coming out. Um, if you guys want to check out the website, please check out the website. It's the atomical pro atomical. Wow, I can't even speak right now. The atomicalproject.com. Um, you check out both the Hearts Project and the project that they have with the brains the lungs, kidneys, liver. Um, they got a bunch of stuff on OpenSea. Check out their Discord. Um, you could get everything through um, Melissa and Ryan's Twitters. You could get onto the link tree and just uh, check out their projects. Really cool stuff. And uh, thanks again, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.